journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media, we'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Roadmapping Your Life with Heather Mahoney. We are here tonight and are going to speak with, hopefully, Lynette is on the line. Hey, Lynette, are you there? No, I don't think Lynette. Lynette is in London, and it's 3 a.m., so maybe it's a little bit time challenging, but we'll figure it out. But if not, I have my great, awesome, amazing friend, Antoinette Bailey, who's on the line with me. And tonight, Antoinette and I will be roadmapping our lives together. How about that? Hi, Antoinette. How are you? I'm good. Fabulous Tuesday. Yay! I know. I love Tuesday. Wasn't the weather great today? It was. It was wonderful. It's different from the cool. It's cool. My kids were like, "I'm cold," but I like the cool. I like the summer when it was hot. No. You know, when it was so hot, I would walk outside. I wear glasses. And for about 30 seconds, I wasn't able to see anything because they were fogged up with the humidity. So I don't know if I love the heat, but this weather today, I woke up and it was like 59 degrees. And it was it was pretty nice early, early this morning. And the day turned out to be pretty good, too. So I'm not complaining in any way whatsoever. Great day. And Tuesday, lots of stuff that's happening here, exciting things. I had a book festival a couple weeks ago. That was pretty amazing. I love that. Fabulous local authors and the books they wrote and, and connected with them and met some people in the audience. And then I had a friend had a one-day retreat and gave her some books to sell, and she sold some books there, too. So it was a wonderful day for me in that I had lots of book sales uh, this past Saturday. Hello? Tony, are you there? We're hearing you. You were talking about your book sale and how you got lots of sales. We're hearing you. 
I, I was I thought I was celebrating by myself. No, we're celebrating with you. But uh, I'm going to be talking about a book. Give us the title of the book again and where we could purchase the book. Oh, the title of the book is Designing Your Life's Roadmap, Eight Pathways to Exit from the, to Guide Your Exit from the Pretender Highway. And you can find it on Amazon at Heather D. Mahoney, M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. And on Amazon as well, right? Yes. It's on Amazon. And it's doing really well. I am very proud of it. Got, got some fabulous reviews with it. And it has opened so many doors for me. So, ladies, if you're out there and you're trying to figure out how to re- redesign your life after maybe the end of a relationship, a career stop, and tonight we'll probably be talking more about career stop and restart, some financial struggle, usually that's totally in tandem with a career stop and or the loss of a loved one. And speaking about, let me just divert for a second, speaking about the loss of a loved one, I did an amazing podcast interview over the past week about grief. And it was it was very interesting because the grief I spoke about was the loss of my mom. And this past September, it's been 10 years since my mom moved on to her final journey. And, you know, it opened up a lot of fresh, different wounds for me in how I saw my mother, how I got along with my mother. And I don't know about you, but my mom and I, for many years, didn't have the most cohesive, friendly relationship. It was more of a battle than anything else. And uh, had a, my son had a schoolmate named Kylie. And Kylie's mom was a pastor, and she gave the most wonderful message on Mother's Day. And the message was, your mother is a woman like you who had dreams and aspirations like you, who had successes and failures like you, and who is trying her best like you. And it really had me thinking that, wow, I never thought about my mother in that way because I always thought about her in the terms of she didn't meet or match my expectations. And when she put it in those stark terms, it really had me wonder and thought about the relationship I had with my mother. And I remember it was on a Sunday, and my mother at that time was living in assisted living. And I went to her assisted living, and we sat and talked for hours that day. And it was the best conversation I think I ever had with my mother. Because 
that day we settled our differences for the next three years of her life here on earth, we had this amazing mutual respect of a relationship. It was the best relationship I think I ever had with her. And it allowed us to create and find our peace. Her with me and me with her. And it was it was just a wonderful thought just to remember that we can find peace in whatever circumstances that we're in. And we can build relationships no matter how bad we thought or think that they are. You know, just something to think about today on this October day. And it's also, I give a big shout out to my big sister, Sandra. It's her birthday today, so say happy birthday to Sandra. Hope you enjoy your wonderful, extraordinary, blessed birthday. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't speak to her because when um, my day was so busy, when I I thought about calling her, it was 8:01, and she doesn't allow me to call her after 8 p.m. Oh wow! What is her birthday? <laughs> well. You know, I'm totally going, I totally respected her mutual, her request not to call her because she said, I am winding down at 8 o'clock, so please, and my brain doesn't work after 8, so please don't call me after 8, so I won't call her after 8 o'clock. <laughs> but I love her dearly. I'll call her tomorrow and see how her birthday was. So, anyway, we're going to talk about Career Stop Restart today. And I wanted to talk to you today, um, Antoinette, about Career Stop Restart. How's that sound for you? Uh, it sounds like what I'm going through right now. <laughs> so my my That's my new my new career is teaching, <laughs> and I, I took on the task of teaching because I wanted to go into the classroom. I needed to see. I wanted I wanted to find a good fit for my son who is he's going to transition over to middle school. So I wanted to see what the atmosphere was like in a middle school, what you know the challenges or the good bad that he will face. And I'm like, this um, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. Like I've had enough. <laughs> and it hasn't been like it hasn't even been six months, but. Being in the classroom, I, I every day I like showing my teachers, my my kids' teachers, like, do you need any help or you need because it's a lot. Because I teach, I didn't know it was this difficult. How so? I think the main reason being in the classroom and just observing what's happening is that when the kids come to school, they're in a they're in a totally different environment and they're in a structure. They well here in Borough County. They have to ask to go to the bathroom. They can't roam the halls. It's like, for me, it seems like the kids are in prison because they're told what to do, to, uh, how long they're in school, seven hours. They are told what to do every single minute of the day. But once their parents pick them up, they're in a, a more free environment. They get to do whatever they want to do, and then they come back. So it's like they're going, it's like a yin and a yang, whereas they're just, and the kids, they just don't care. Some kids, they just don't care. They're at a point in their life, oh, well, um, I just don't care. Whatever I want to do, I do. And I, it's bad to say some parents just allow them to do that. So the 
so very little structure. Is that what you're saying? And multiply that by 23 kids, and then you have a chaos. I don't know what happened, but no, 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 Heather. Multiply that by some 25, 28 kids. Multiply that by 25, 28 kids. The classrooms are bursting in it soon. Wow. And so do the kids get instruction on a... I'm going to say, I'm not even going to use the word individual, but on a global basis that they are actually learning materials so that later on it will help them in whatever they choose to do? Please say yes. (laughs) Of course, you're going to have the good kids where, you know, like me with my daughter, she's going to make sure that she gets the grade. You have the, I mean, it's a, I wouldn't say there's a split, but you have the kids that they're learning they want to learn. They, you know, they're they have goals that they want to accomplish. So you do have that, but you do have that penny section that says there. That's like, I'll just be a YouTuber. School is just boring for me. I'll be a social media, um, um, Instagram model. They just don't care they, because they're in that social environment. Well, I mean, social media environment where they think it's real. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I don't know. But how let's let's put the kids in the classroom in the parking lot for a moment. Let's talk about you and your redesign of getting back in the, into the classroom as an educator. What prompted you? I know you said you wanted to um, look at the lay of the land and see what your son was going to experience when he become a middle schooler next year or so. But is that what prompted you to wanting to get back in the classroom, or did you want to get back into the adult and things of the world? I think because of him, I wanted to see. It's because of him. And just wanted to see what his experience was going to be like. And so as a parent, and now that you see what his experience will likely look like in the future, what can you change, if any, and how would you change that first for you and then maybe later for him. How would you change that to where you feel more confident in the system that he's about to enter? I'll be honest. If I told schooling, I would. Not the socialization part. And he's a COVID baby, whereas he's still getting over that, that socialization socialization piece. Um, and so, so you think homeschool wouldn't accomplish that? No, because he would lose out on socialization. And just being at home in front of a computer all day, it's not, he's not that type of child. And he's going to lose that piece where he doesn't know how to socialize with other kids. It's like... He, He'll just be awkward. Awkward in the sense that 
if somebody approaches him, he will not approach somebody. He will not know how to say hi. I mean, because he's just locked inside all day. So that socialization PC, he will be lacking. And, I mean, I just don't know. He's just my special child that I have to, like, go all out for. So you... But I I need a career change, like, tomorrow. Okay. Can I interrupt for one second? Absolutely. Um, The big misconception with online schools, because I have both my kids that are in there, they offer plenty of chances for kids to interact with each other and talk. They learn how to be social, how to have friendships. You... A lot of schools, what you do is you break up into small Zoom classes, but you are working with other kids. And a lot of times these schools are designed so kids in your neighborhood will go to some of these schools. So you can play outside in the real world and go to school together. It just depends on what you're looking for as an online type of school. And that's very true because I was going to say my son did not go to or do online school or homeschool but I when I was doing research for for school there are so many different programs that where homeschoolers get together and they do field trips or science experience or social stuff where they connect as a group and you think that they were in a classroom but they're actually each independently doing things that a homeschoolers, but they're doing it as a group function. You know, I think that's um, pretty interesting. That's true, but he, he has an attention span problem. So when yeah. we did that homeschooling, after five minutes, he's like, I'm done. What else I just wish he was an adult overnight. That's all. It's so bad. <laughs> well, let's talk about you as an adult overnight. <laughs> and so in your career change or wanting to do a career stop restart, so you've tried the school process or the school education, educator piece. Where else would you want to go as you restart your career? That's where I'm stuck right now. That's that's the piece where I'm stuck. Where I think okay. I'm gonna have to get paper and write some goals as to what's the next chapter. Okay. So my typical question when people are stuck is to ask them two ways, two two questions, maybe differently, depends on how they react to question number one. And question number one is, if your life was ideal, given everything, what would you want to do in this moment? Because you can't come up with an answer. So the second question, almost the same thing, what would you not want to do in this moment? 
not have an income? Okay. So when you say not have an income, what does that mean? What does that look like? And for the audience out there, the reason why I'm doing this, because sometimes you may not be able to articulate or say what it is that you want or you don't want. And the way to narrow it down so that you can actually see what it is that you want is to keep asking you questions so it becomes clear and clear, which is what I'm doing in this moment. So she said, not have an income. Okay, so what does not have an income look like? And the more you, the, the answers that they give, if, you, if it's not clear and concrete, keep asking questions. Because the more questions you ask, the clearer it becomes. It's like when you use a GPS, you know, there is the United States or there's Europe or wherever, and every time you put a designator in for an address, it, the distance or the pinpoint gets smaller and smaller to the point where you become exact at a street address at XXX, Washington Street, something, something in what city. Okay, so go ahead. So what does not have an income look like for you? What are you doing when you don't have an income? You know what it is? I'm trying to find the balance between raising my kids and doing a job that I love doing. Okay. So that's a great start. So and I think that I think that's the thing because I want to be around the kids, you know, after they get off school and everything like that. But I still want that balance where I the job won't stress me that much, but I'll still have time to be that mom or that okay. parent. So, and that's a great answer. When I asked that question early on for me, I wanted to, the answer I gave myself was that I wanted to be that parent that would be able to attend all his sporting events, all the PTA functions or any after-school activities that he wanted to participate in, I wanted to be that parent. Or if they had a science day or history day at school during the day, I wanted to be there and not be obligated to be at work. What did I do to achieve this particular balance that I I started a residential cleaning service, which meant for me that if I wanted to be there for history day that was from 9 to 12 on a Wednesday, I just didn't take any jobs that particular Wednesday because I was able to be there. Or if he had basketball or soccer or black football, whatever sports he was participating in, and it was from 2.30 to 4 o'clock, I made sure that whatever job I had finished or concluded at 2 o'clock so I could be there at school or wherever he was, and I got to see him play. And that worked out beautifully for me because I achieved that balance of 
I still needed to earn income to pay my bills, but more important to me, I wanted to be there at his activities or for his activities so that he knew that I was in the audience cheering for him. What do you think about that? That That's the thing with the teaching that it gives me the flexibility to do this exact same thing. Whereas tomorrow I'm like not working or Thursday I'm not working and I'll be able to sell ice cream tomorrow at the school. And he looks forward to that being me there. So I think I'll just stuff up the teacher. And then it and it and this ready goes. Yeah, it sounds like you achieved that balance, but but you have to put it into perspective of saying, hey, wait a minute, I have that balance that I want. I I do. I do. There are days there where I do. I really do. But I hear there's a but, and you didn't say it yet. I'm not going to there's no but, because the way I look at it, that he just had like five more years of school, and then he goes out to college, and then I'll have more flexibility. So I know that probably in the next five years, it would be a next chapter that I'll be doing and probably not continue teaching. Okay. All right. So that's a fabulous win because you're able to, you're able to achieve your desire of having time to be there for whatever activities your son is participating in at school, you're able to see the environment or the type of classrooms at different schools he would likely be entering and going to school or attending. And you're also able to have, I call money resources, you're also able to have resources coming in. Is there yes. anything else? That missing that you would want? No. Not at all. You know, so now is the time to do that appreciation board to say, here's my end goal, which is I want to be there for my son, right, in all of his educational um, travels or journey. And here's the benefits of of me being an educator that allows me to be there, to get resources, to have flexibility, and for him to know that I'm there. I have learned from me that the best thing I can do for myself is to write things down and put it on paper because I can't see gaps nor can I see things that are missing in my mind. But when I put it on paper, I can see the benefits and I can see gaps. Oh, I am big on that one. (laughs) You have to have a book, something. You get so much done once you have a 
and you you write it down, you're able to visualize it like your vision board. I need to do this and you get things done. But having these sticky notes that's all over this, it doesn't work like that. I, I Well, each, each is his own. But I used to do the sticky notes and I would write and I was like, no, the sticky note get dropped off. But having that book and going back oh, and crossing it off, it feels so accomplished. Exactly. Because you see where you can make modifications. You see where you need to try a little bit harder or try a little bit less. And as you just said, you, most important, you see when it's done. It's so important to see when things are done and that we could give ourselves a pat on the back and say, way to go. That was awesome, fabulous. I'm so glad I did that. Or, oh, you know what? I need to just try a little bit or harder in this, in this little area right here to get it done, and then I'll be done. And we tend not to give ourselves credit for those things that we are working really hard to accomplish, or better yet, when we write them down, we could see how far we've come. And it makes the journey a lot easier to travel knowing that on a 10-mile trip, we have driven eight miles, and we only have two to go because, again, I used to do this. I no longer do it. I normally would quit at the ninth mile. Really? And it's like, oh, it's so hard. I don't know what, I don't know how long it's going to take. But when I wrote it down, it's I see, I've done nine of it. Oh, my goodness. I just have one more to go. Let me just finish it up and get it done. So as we look to redesign our life and and change some of the patterns or some of the actions that we used to take, hey, take a minute. Write it down, whether it's on, in a journal book, a notebook, or post-it note, write it down because you will see that you've accomplished a lot more than you thought you did. I can give an example of that one. Yes, let me I, hear. Was, I was, I was, I was writing my journal book. Um, tomorrow I have to deliver some pumpkins to the school, and I was like, "Oh my god, I need to deliver the pumpkins," and I'm like. Let me go and pick up the pumpkins tonight because tomorrow is going to be, you know, chaotic. But if it wasn't written in that book, that school would not be getting those pumpkins tomorrow morning. They would be probably getting them on Thursday or whatever I remembered about the pumpkins. So writing it down is is so important because I didn't remember about those pumpkins, but because it was in that book, they'll have them tomorrow morning. Exactly. And you know what else I used to do, a reminder? And I'm getting better. I will honestly tell you I'm not there yet. I'm getting better. I, I'm trying to use Alexa more to schedule my activities and things that I need to do. 
I Ooh, that's a big one. So you don't use Siri as well? Well, sometimes I ignore Siri because the voice annoys me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, because uh, uh, Siri just pops up as a note, and I te- I will have a tendency to just skim through the note and not pay attention. But Alexa will come on and say, okay, she's going to come on right now. Alexa, turn off. She will come on and remind me and say verbally, and then I will hear it in my head that, oh, this needs to be done. And then it's, it's, a, it's a really good way of reminder for me. And I'm, I'm finding that works a lot better than theory. But, you know, to each his own. Some people, do, some people swear by writing things down, and I... I applaud them for that. I, I write things down because I, w- I want to remember them, but I don't always go back and look at the action that needs to happen. Like I said, it's a, it's a learning curve for me. I'm getting better at it, and I am proud of myself for doing it. I'm finding different ways to accomplish what I need to accomplish. So you use theory. How do you use theory? Well, I'm using, I use Siri, and she schedules everything, and she reminds me of everything. And because I'm also using Google Calendar and my Apple, mm-hmm. it, it sends me the notification, so I'm always, I'm not running behind. Because before I was like, oh, my God, I have this date. I promise this date. And I would just totally forget. But because the notifications keep popping up, I, I'm I'm always on task these days. My time management skill is halfway there. Nice. You know, the other thing I need to tie into my calendar and activity is a reward system. You know, when I when I accomplish a certain reward from my calendar, I need to reward myself. Hmm. That's a nice little perk that I could do to get things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be nice, like a nice treat at the end of the week, or how would you do that? At the end of the week, or uh, the end of the day, it's like go back and review all of the action items that were on the calendar. And, you know, if if, if I had three... I try not to put more than three things on my calendar per day. The reason being because four is just a little bit too much and five is overwhelming. Three is like I get them done and it's like, woo, woo, I've accomplished everything that I set out to do. And I'm going back to my military days and aching myself. When I was in the military, uh, the slogan was, we get more things done before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. I am trying to get back to that. And therefore, I'm waking up super early, like at 5 o'clock on some days when I have a busy day ahead of me to start working like at 5, 530, 
and get things done by 8.39. And then for the rest of the day, if I get something else done, it's a bonus. But I've gotten the most important things done. That's how I wrote my book. I used to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and work till 8 o'clock on my book, then go to work. You know, that's interesting that you say that because I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. You writing your book? No, not writing a book, but just a structure that I get up at five. I do what I have to do by at least six before the kids get up. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'm not saying, oh my God, what did I forget to do? But I've accomplished everything, but. That structure is, having that structure is so important. It is important, especially when you are doing, you know, you're redesigning or rerouting your life and what it was to something else because you really need to get out of the habits that that got you where you were and to find a new habit or a new destination, you really need to change your route. And I know it's scary. I know it's nerve-wracking to say, okay, I'm so used to waking up at 7.30, and this is what I do all day. But think about it for a moment. If you wake up at 7.30 every day and you are waking up at that particular time, and you want to change or reroute your life, isn't waking up at 7.30 every day that you're in, put yourself in the same routine, the same mindset? Because you're looking to make a change. So start at the basic level of change and look at your personal daily schedule and see how you can modify or change that schedule to tweak it to be a little bit different because you'll get a different result. What do you think about that? I think that... um... I agree with you. I gave an example because I have kids, so I'm in, I'm in that mom mode a lot. And every single day, I struggle with my son to give him vitamins that he doesn't like the taste, but he has to just have the vitamins, right? And I said mm-hmm. to him, Monday through where Friday, you can have these <laughs> nice tasting vitamins, but on on the weekend, you won't have it. And every single day we fight, he still drinks it, and we go on and on. But guess what? Last night I said, buddy, you can do it, just do it, and forget about it, and you move on, right? You know what happened mm-hmm. this morning? What? I laid the vitamins out, and he just goes, boom, boom. And I'm like, what happened? He said, Mom, you remember what you said, that if I just get over with it and move on, it will be okay. So he drank that Kool-Aid, and... I was like, I was shocked because I didn't really believe that he would um, do it. And I'm going to see what happened tomorrow morning, but 
just talking to him about it and even the structure, although we've been struggling with that structure for him. He said, Mom, I just have to do it. This is the goal, and I'm doing it, and I'm moving on to the next. So I think through talking and listening and action, you can accomplish what you want to do. You know, absolutely. That just reminds me of a story that I I, I hear, especially with kids. I I forgot how many days right now. I, I can't do the map, but let's see here. Hold on. I'm going to do the math for a second. As a parent, between birth and the time our kids turn 18, we have basically about 6,570 days to have a sphere of influence over our child's life between birth and 18. After the 18, we have... We, we don't have that much impact on them anymore. And when we look at it, you know, if you can get them into a great habit, a healthy habit, whether it's eating, drinking water, it doesn't matter, exercising, doesn't matter what it is. You get them into a habit, that's a habit he will likely retain for life if it's a positive one. Not negative too. It depends. But, you know, as we look to influence their lives, our own lives, look at what it is that we're doing and the impact that we have. And the best thing we can do, like I said, is to, one, what is the destination? Where is it do you want to go? My favorite, I'm a Yankee fan, if you don't know, but my favorite Yankee, Yogi Bear, says, if you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? Seriously, if you don't know where it is that you want to go, how will, it, how will you know when you get there? Whether it be your career, your finances, your health, your relation, doesn't matter what it is. Know where you're going. How will you know when you get there? So as you look to reroute, whether it's your kids' eating habits, your kids' school attendance, your career, your relationship, your finances, your relationship with your your parents, um, living or not, if you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? You have to say what it is that you want, you have to write it down, and you have to work at it every single day. I agree. I so agree. You know, and my little business partner here, he's chewing on his tail. Hmm. And I don't oh, know he's what any, he's not making any noise, so that's that's really no. good. You know, Heather, I agree with you. I'm going to give you an example. Pre-COVID, w- w- what we would do when we get home is that my kids they would just change their clothes, 
wash their hands. That was just the norm for them. So when COVID hit, it was like nothing for them. It was just like, oh, okay, I, we normally we get home, we wash our hands and we change our clothes, you know? When my niece and nephew was visiting this summer and they would just come home and not change or take a shower or something like that, my kids would look on them weird like, no, you're supposed to go bed or you're supposed to change your clothes. Don't you wash your hands? Don't sit on my bed with your dirty clothes. It was so funny to see because they're in that structure already that nobody sits on their bed with their outside clothes because the environment that they're creating with them from their babies. And seeing them this summer was just like, oh, my God, I feel like a proud mom. And that's it. Because when we do something that pays off, the celebration that comes with accomplishment is absolutely amazing. And it's like, you know, I'm always doing that little happy dance or singing that awesome song from the Eagles that I, whatever song from the Eagles I'm in love with at the moment. And it's an accomplishment. It it took me a long time to figure out self-accomplishment and self-praise. But once I did, I am so excited now for when I accomplish something. And it's not that I need outside approval, but it's my self-approval for my accomplishments for a job well done or for trying. I may not have accomplished it, but I try. And that's super important too. Yes, try. Nothing beats a try. You know, wherever you go and whatever you're doing, you know, just keep trying at it. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And, but, you know, I promised I wasn't going to keep you for an hour. We've been on, been on for almost an hour. And I thank you for jumping in and filling in the gap tonight. It's such an awesome friend. Thank you so much for always being my, my buddy, my partner that helps out whenever I need you. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with my with Henley right now. Henley doesn't seem to be feeling well. So I am actually going to say come back again next week. Same bad channel, same time, Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and where we explore the stories, women like you, women like me, who is rerouting, redirecting, redesigning her life, maybe after the end of a relationship, a career stop, some financial challenges, and or the loss of a loved one. Wherever it is, we can always reroute to a different direction, whether it's to the right, to the left, to the north, to the south, it doesn't matter. We can always reroute if we know where it is that we're going, because when we don't know where we're going, how will we know when we get there? So come back next week, 
Tuesday at 9 p.m. with me, Heather Mahoney, Roadmap in Your Life. Same back channel, same time. Peace and progress to you. And Antoinette, thank you so much for being here. I totally appreciate you. You are welcome. It was a pleasure. Probably next time we can get some questions from the audience. Oh, yes. Thank you. And Mary, thank you so much for jumping in. I appreciate you, too, for always being there. And you never say anything, but I always know that you're in the background having my back. So thank you. Not a problem. I'm always here. (laughs) All right, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Um, Heather Mahoney, Roadmap in Your Life, days at 9 p.m. Have a great one. Peace and progress. And, Heather, the links for your book and your um, website and your Facebook group are all in the description of the show. Awesome. Yay. So check me out at roadmapheather.com. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.